We got vids. We got odds. We are ready to go. Silence. I think we got it. I think we got it. I think we got. Oh, I think you can clap better than that. No, dude, that's good. That's great. <laughs> we'll just leave it there. Just call it good. Oh, we got another <laughs> one in there. I knew we could do it. That was a good one, though, right? Yeah, Mind if I give one. it a try? Yeah, let's yeah, have yeah, Sean do it. It's gonna be a clap here. We need one more. Let's get dry off the. <laughs> Careful, bro. You got one shot at this. Yeah. Wow. Hey, there it is. A little more trouble. I'm happy with that one. Yeah. I can work with that. Sean's <clears throat> really got the clap. Uh, yep. Haven't heard that one before. I'm not even going to try to hit the right button because I want the intro to be clean. What's up? What is crack a lacking? Welcome to the fucking pod cast. Episode 23. Is this going to be 23? Yes. This will be 23, yeah. This will be 23. Beautiful. This is pretty far in the future, but yeah. it's not very often that, you know, me and Sean's schedules line up. And he told me he was available. And I was like, bro. Yeah, we be back and forth in a lot. It yeah. is time to go. We got to make the shit happen. At a podcast, I'm down for that. I've never been. I've never been on a podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, today is a special day. We have my friend, my fellow producer, my fellow music extraordinaire, genius, pioneer. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only. Sean Backstrom, give it up for hey, me. How's it going? Sean, everyone. <laughs> also known as Saul. Uh, let me tell you something. Me and Saul, Green Day, bro. Huh? We started listening to Green Day. Like, you oh, got me listening to Green yeah. Day. I learned yeah. about Green Day. We're talking like fifth, fifth grade. Dude, way back. <laughs> Fourth grade. I remember you had a synthesizer in your room that, like... You just like had loops playing on and shit. Yeah. I don't even remember that. It was like a keyboard. Like, like one of those little like dinky ass ones? Kind of, yeah. From the 80s or whatever. It, was, yeah, it looked yeah, kind of yeah. like this, but it was bigger. It was like a, you know, like, like an older <laughs> I didn't MIDI know keyboard. I was, I was looping stuff since then. Dude, that's right. Yeah, they got the little programs on there. Dude, yeah. You can perform with those things low key. I remember watching you do that. I was like, what is he doing, man? Like, this is, how come my, my keyboard doesn't do this? But. Yeah, dude. So uh, it's great to have you here. Yeah, Thanks yeah, for making for the time. Us. Thanks for joining yeah, us. It's good to see you guys. I grew up with these guys a long time ago playing Halo. Oh, yeah. Eight, seven years old. Yeah. Me and Austin. And you always had Devin here. And yeah. I think I almost bit Sean's head off a couple times. Because he kept beating you in Halo? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. a savage. He's I a can't, legend. I can't help but put down my enemies when it comes down to Halo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just instinct. I can't, I can't solve all this to Halo. No. 
No. We had fun on there, dude. You're the only person in my life that I can say Zanzibar super bounce too. Dude. <laughs> it makes sense. Oh, yes. <laughs> Man. It's all work, you know? It's hours and work. Simple. Zanzibar. The Zanzibar. Super bounce. Yes. <laughs> I spent so long it. doing that. Oh, I love it. There's just a technique There wasn't even it. like YouTube like that too. It was like weird. To find videos <laughs> like how to do that stuff. Yeah, dude. Yep. YouTube was in the like very cheap early books stages. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's back when it didn't have ads. Yeah, dude. Double we, shots and triple shots. Well, the double with the, shot with the BR. With the BR. Yeah. But there was also the mythical triple shot, which you could literally do it two times in a row, like an instant kill someone. Oh, shit. Yeah. It was some like crazy. The BXR. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, or, that weapon was ridiculous. They took it out of the game after, after Halo 3, right? They changed it. Yeah, they changed it to a DMR. Single shot at it. And I yeah. think the last I saw, there's actually in Halo 5, it's a double shot now. So a double it's, shot? It's weird. I don't remember what it's called, but <clears throat> I've, I've seen some clips and it's like, is that? In 5? In 5. Or infinite? A 5. Okay. I, I don't know about infinite yet. I think they have the DMR and like a battle rifle. Mm. But anyway. They got a lot of weapons. Yeah. So, yeah, that was crazy. Um, yeah, me and Sean met at church a long time ago because our yeah. dads were both pastors at River Rock Church. Yeah. So everybody used to call us the PKs, the pastor's kids. Yep. What was your uh, dad, the pastor? What, what type of pastor was he? He was the associate pastor. Yeah. Pastor's kids, man. <laughs> yeah, he was just running around. <laughs> That's the school. origins. These Did damn you black run around sheep. the school with us? School? Yeah, because we were in this in the school, the middle school there. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then while our parents were packing up and everything, we were like, running yeah, around. we had to hang out after, just get see how many doors were left unlocked, see what we could get into. Yeah, dude. No, oh, like fun. after the hours at the yeah. church. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, get into the whole church. Yeah, that never fun. ended for me because as long as my dad was a pastor, I was going back into the church. Like I'd get friends. I got the keys. Take oh, from right. my dad's and like, <laughs> that's right. You did unlock yeah. the building and like we like screw around with the sound system at like. That's what I wanted to talk to about. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because I remember you telling me a story where you used to do the video uh, for that church after my family moved on and, and and left that church. You you were still doing your thing there and you were working on videos for the church and then you yeah so, like so you the intro up, videos. You ended up getting the keys. And being able to 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 be there late, so you pretty much like like made that place into a venue, right? Can we talk about yeah. that? <laughs> that was just an interesting time. That my dad owned this building and like this church. It had a sound system, a stage, lights, and everything. When we say church, it's not like a you know with pews and like a cross in the back. It was like a straight up. It was like a straight up venue. It yeah. just had like Christian elements around it, right? So like you know. I phrased it however I could to try and get like me to be able to, to have an official venue. Like <laughs> we, we're going to do outreach, you know, to the kids, like to the kids, like, you know, yeah. whatever. Like, I just like, we're doing a youth program. I, I can do it. I can do it. I can run it. Like, just give me a chance. You know, <laughs> I was saying whatever I could to like, just like be able to like legitimize, legitimately start something there. So I did try, <clears throat> I had a couple concerts myself, but it was just me. And that's the only reason that they let them go through. Cause it was literally just me mm. 
and like some random artists. They wouldn't let you host. Just shows. my friends, not even artists. They were just my friends to open for me. We just were having fun. Like, yeah, we were like 17 years old. Wow. 18 years old. Like, just like, just trying to like, it was mainly just for fun. At the end of the day, the most, I worked there during the day too. And it was like, I could like produce something like in my office. I was never doing like any real work. Like I was like, work. yeah, I would, I would like do it as fast as I could. I'd make them quick intro videos, but I would like produce. And then I would go into that sound system, like into the venue or I call it the venue, but the stage and like plug my phone in the aux and play it like really loud. And like, you can feel the music you just made in a little room on some dinky speakers, hearing it like through this like giant sound system. Yeah. yeah. It's like your music is so alive. It makes production like so much fun. So I miss that. It probably kind of exposes it too. You kind of <clears throat> see some things you need to change in your mix and stuff. It's after. things that you don't expect when it comes out the big sound system. When you hear it in the big sound system, you realize how important your like kick and your bass was and how much you neglected it. And for like these interesting sounding high pitch stuff that like you can't even hear when you're playing it out of a big sound system. All you feel is the bass. So like if yeah. your bass is dirty or not clean, like it just like sounds like mud coming out of this giant speaker. So it's really irritating. Huh. Hmm. You know, it's like, Oh God, like you gotta like, I gotta like clean my base up. It just sounds muddy. So was that kind of like, like a that. transitional period of, of production for you? You probably were learning quite a bit about how to produce during those times. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I remember correctly, I was watching a lot of YouTube videos and just like mainly just learning on my own though. Because it was so much fun. It was just, it was so much fun that you didn't even have to try. It wasn't like a deliberate effort to get good. It was like, it was just so much fun to like produce dumbass stuff <laughs> and then like go and play it through the speakers. Yeah. Like it just like kind of like everything kind of wrote itself. Like I That's just cool. was having fun really. Nice. Yeah. It didn't nice. take no effort. I wasn't like <laughs> disciplined. <laughs> that is right. fucking cool, man. I just, I've watched you doing your music thing over the last few years and I just, I, I feel like you're such a genius. You're such a, like I said, like a pioneer, like a legend to this industry. And like, it just, you know, it's gotta be marketed the right way and stuff. But like, whenever <laughs> I ask you about your creative process or like, like what's your like secret? Like, those are big words, you know, I don't feel like I'm there. <laughs> it seems like you just like, your, your, your response to my question is always just like, I don't know, dude. I just like poked around in the DAW and like, just half it's just time like whatever gets you sitting in front of ableton more often i say ableton any production software or any fucking anything yeah just like it's Put just it like wraps. it's just the time in front of it it doesn't have to be hard time like if it's fun then like that's the same amount of time as if it's like if you're disciplined about it or whatever yeah like whatever keeps you going in front of it like you'll just get better yeah it's right. like that's great i love that you got to be able to make it fun you know, because if that works for you, if that gets you sit, yeah, right. I mean, because so many people, they're just like, I just want to be bad. I just want to be good at this. I just want to be there. You know, yeah, I be at the end. But it's like nobody wants to actually put the reps in. Nobody actually wants to do yeah. put the time in to do what it takes to get good at it. You know, yeah. and I fall into that same. We all fall like I've fallen into that same mindset, and I, you have to like get yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, and having it be fun that really helps. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when it's something you love and adore, like <clears throat> it doesn't feel like work, you know, and, and lots of people warn me about the music industry, you know, and they go, well, 
it's hard to get in that industry. You know, it's, it's, it's competitive and it's like, yeah, you know, but when you just, when you, when, when you're doing something you love, it's really different. It's really different when it's something, you know, in your core, like you were chosen for this, like you're made for this. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, it doesn't feel like work to me for a lot of times, you know, and, and I've always been, I've always trying to, been trying to transition out of the corporate world into the business world through music. And, um, you know, so let's, let's back up a little bit on kind of how you got into music production. Cause before you were a producer, you've always been kind of an orchestrator, right? You've always been like putting events together and like just getting your friends together and kind of like trying to, you know, throw shit at the wall and tell <laughs> it sticks. But before you were yeah. a producer, you were in third caliber, right? <laughs> and I guess you could say so. Like it was a, it was a short lived sun burst. That's me and Austin's band from like, we're talking like fifth, sixth, sixth, eighth grade, eighth grade, eighth ninth grade. into ninth, probably for a little bit. It was a uh, born in fire and that was quite the time, man. All <laughs> right. Born in fire. Tell the story. Yeah, yeah, dude. That was born in fire. It was born three days before a performance. So we yeah. Oh, dang. <laughs> You're like, we got a show. Let's put a band together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had like a show with like, for my middle school dude it was for my i so i i had like a friend at my middle school at pacific shout out jackson and uh me and him were like in a band and like he had to quit like so so i i go into the the freaking head principal's office with like no appointment i'm like i just like to speak with him and like he sat down with me and i was like hey you know like i have a band and i really want to perform like at the end of the year assembly, like I promise we're actually like really good and I can send you anything beforehand. We'll bring all our own equipment, set up and tear down all our own stuff. But like, we'll just, just like, totally just give us a time slot. <laughs> yeah. Like just give me a time slot and I'll do it. Like, I'd really like to do that. And he was like, that sounds great. Like you didn't even need to hear anything. <clears throat> you didn't even ask any questions. You just like, okay, if you can bring all your own stuff and everything. And wow. So like, I was like, all right. So me and Jackson start like getting to work. It's like a couple months away. And we, we just need to perform three songs, three custom songs. Like we need to write and like be able to perform. But we don't have no freaking singer or nothing. Oh, man. <laughs> we were so behind. And singer is the hardest person to find yes. by far. Yeah. And we had like, we had one guy. I must have harassed him so much to join my band. <laughs> And I'm like a kid, so oh God, from I don't know. He was way older than us. He was an extremely talented metal singer. Dang. And he like he was like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> he stopped like, no. me up all the time. Yeah, no, he was not a chance. Oh, there was not a chance. No. And we're like, that was it. So Jackson, Jackson left. He's like, screw this. And so like my parents were even telling me, like, you got you got to turn, you got to stop the show. <laughs> but like I called. I, I called Austin, but I hadn't hit up Austin in years at this point. You called me uh, and you were like, bro. I just came straight. <laughs> I booked this show, man. I was getting ready. My guy bailed. Can we, what can we do? Dude, man? I'm like, it's in front of my entire school. Entire Sixth, middle seventh, school. Eighth grade, all teachers, all everyone. Oh, no. <laughs> it's literally everybody. Oh. So we met up and we fucking, I got Michael. My, our other brother. Dude, we didn't even get to meet for a couple of days right. though. Yeah, because he was playing drums. Michael. Oh, 
Oh, the yeah. video is still up, bro. I can is get it? The video. Yeah, there's a video Jamie on Facebook. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I should see if I can. You can try. It would be hard though. Throw that in here. Oh, it's on third caliber with a U. Type Facebook. It's gonna be impossible to find. If if this if you can actually find it, I'm impressed. But I highly doubt it. So. Oh my God. Dude, I think that's it. I think it's up. I think Third Caliber is still paid. Look, yeah. that's my what? logo. Check the logo. Click the logo. Here it is. Check out Third Caliber on Facebook. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Logogenerator.net. I remember. <laughs> some shit. I that one right there. Is that video still up? Yeah, it's, it's down there on the bottom or something. Yeah, like, see I that was... link in there? You see that oh, link? Oh, he linked Silver Remains. Oh, there it is. June 16th, There we are. Look at Austin in his Dr. Pepper That's shirt and his rehearsing. fucking Justin Bieber hair. That's Austin. Oh, you played Michael. Uh, There's Michael Silver Songs? There. No, we wrote no, this that, song the mind. night before, man. We wrote the song, all of it. Remember the third one we just freestyled? Nice work. You can like fast forward throughout. I think he fucked up our intro too. I yo, 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 you gotta catch the part at the beginning. I told you I do an Andy Dwyer. Anyways, where? Yeah, that was it. Go go back. <laughs> it's literally Andy Dwyer. There's Michael. Yeah. What the heck? He's clapping. I was fucking pumped for this show, dude. No, that was right. With three caliber. Yeah. Okay. They can't see this, so we should probably move on. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, um, but that's hilarious. It's still there. I might be able to put that video in here. Yeah, you should link it in the description. Play overlay, play it on the I think I can. You could probably overlay it. I think I'll do it. That'd be awesome. <clears throat> well, that's but, great. That's great. Yeah, dude. That was one of, that was like the biggest show I'd played. To up up until that point, and I was like yeah. fucking pumped off that. And I remember all those girls from that school. Yeah, middle school girls flocking. <laughs> Hit me dude, up. That was the greatest way to end my year too. I was like, I felt like the school hero. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, that was fun, man. That, that was, was really in middle fun. school. You said, yeah, dude. And I've always like, dude, you just throw shit together at the last minute. You just don't give a fuck. Yeah, you just make it happen. I dude, I don't cool. even know how I. I can't believe I even pulled that shit off. Me neither, bro. I don't know how I... I have moments of of fucking craziness like that. I don't know. <laughs> I remember we were writing those songs at like 3 a.m. at my parents' house, like tapping on the on the drums. Just like, okay, so how does the chorus go? Again? Yeah, because it was like so this. freaking late and the performance was like tomorrow or yeah, some shit. It was the next day at 6 and we had at to get like, up at 6. Yeah, 6 a.m. It's like literally 2 a.m. We're like, should we at least get an hour of sleep? And we only had two out of three songs done. So like, what do we do with the third one? Let's just freestyle one. Like we'll just fi- find a riff and just, yeah. just solo for like two minutes straight. And then yeah. just, that's it. We literally did, I think. Yeah. And then I did a backflip off the stage and high-fived everyone. Damn. <laughs> so yeah. That's- Dude, good times, man. So after third caliber was West, right? How, how much time were you? Yeah. 19 minutes. minutes. Play a song. This song's by Saul. Saul is me. It's called Why You Gotta Fall In Love. I'll link Saul's music down here so you can check it out. Why you gotta fall in love? 
you go. That is juicy. So that track's fairly recent, right? That's on my album out right now. Clusterfuck. Clusterfuck! Clusterfuck. By Saul. I'm going to link that shit down here. Nice. How long did it take you to write that album, dude? It's, uh... Mm, it's not really... It's I wouldn't even say it's an album. It's To me, it's always been a mixtape. Because it's just like... It was just like... I had a real problem with not dropping. I still have a problem of never dropping anything. Yeah, like, same. <clears throat> I just don't like dropping anything. Into, and so... I got like so many people like they just knew my Dropbox had fire on it, but they didn't know. Yeah. I never had anything out knew that, but like my Dropbox always had like all these finished songs. I were literally finished. I just didn't know how to drop them or mm. what to do with them. So clusterfuck is a clusterfuck of all those songs that I finally like mix and master them all together. It's just a collection of songs over the last like two years I had made that were like really cool. And I'm like, all right, all right, I'll put them all out put them out as a mixtape. So like, I didn't have to drop them like one at a time. Just like, here you go. Here's like what I've been working on. Here's the cluster. It's basically, here's the last like couple of years. Here's some highlights kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So is that the type of music that you write? That's one of the types I, I do like types. I do like such, so many different types. Yeah. 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 Just like, he's a producer, man. Like all over the place from literally I, I'll make music for Dungeons and Dragons, like background music, like nice. that's just like some okay. acoustic stuff to like to freaking rap. I make a ton of rap and then like EDM and then whatever, whatever weird mishmashes of those kind of things I can put together. And of course, our past all playing worship music and <laughs> and yeah. like lots of right. guitar and old metal head. Like I'm just a weird mishmash. So I just make kind of whatever. Same here, dude. I, uh, yeah, I relate to that a lot because West was like an indie band, right? Yeah, I was in like <clears> this <throat> indie scene. I got into production because that band ended at my high school prom. I tried to pull off another middle school, except this one went terribly. Oh. Oh, because I wasn't involved. It was a disaster performance. Yeah. Didn't have all yeah, I guess that go. so. Talk about that. It was the worst performance ever. Anyone at Union High School, if you hear this, you know it. You know it was bad. High oh, was it Union High, dude? That would have been when where all those Pacific Middle School girls went too. Yeah. Could fucking. But <laughs> it was just people just didn't like it. It was because of our song choice. Yeah. And uh, I I got so mad. We the band was so mad at each other over that performance. I was oh, like, really? everyone quit. We were like, fuck this. Damn. <laughs> so, <laughs> what band was that? Was that still? That was West Band. Probably my most uh, serious right, band right, I right. was ever in. Long term, like we made a lot of songs. It's like indie British rock, like kind of like Two Door Cinema Club. Yeah, dude. Like, kind of Scotty almost. Yeah, fast riffs. Really like fun. Like I imagine like people dancing with like button up shirts but kind of casual to it. Hell yeah, dude. That's exactly the genre. <laughs> but, uh, but it didn't go well. No, it, it went bad. Hmm. Uh, was it just not practiced enough or no, we practiced. All right. Yeah. If you, if you want to know the story, like we, I, I, all right. Forgive me, Jackson, but I'm, I'm going to go into it. I'm going into it, man. Uh. Cause like, they wanted to you play to yellow. Jackson Shimpaw, man. <laughs> he wanted to play yellow. No, yeah, you know, <laughs> you, you want to play yellow at, by Coldplay at, at the high school prom. 
Like, dude, come on, man. How, how do you dance to yellow? <laughs> how are people going to dance like, look at the stars. Look how they shine for you. That's not a union high. That's not a prom song, man. I was yeah. like, we can't play yellow. I'm like, let's play some pit bull, like some skate stuff, you know, like <laughs> yeah. let's play some pit bull or something. And, and like they didn't want to do it. So, huh. Uh, that would have been the right move, man. <laughs> they, it was like, it was bad. They were like, there was a factionalism, but the band had become factionalized literally. Mm. And like they, they were on one side and we're, we, we insist we play yellow. And I was like, nah, yeah, but this is old stuff. You know, this is high school prom, but yeah. yeah. Anyways, we, we played and when we got to, we traded yellow out with some equally bad song as some sort of compromise. And it just, as soon as that song came on, the, the floor evacuated. Oh no. Like, like it was like, there was a oh, fire inside. No. There's not even anywhere to go. You're all stuck in this room. There's only a line for photos <laughs> and still like people made a deliberate effort to completely evacuate. Oh shoot. Dude, that is, that oh, sucks, man. man. Yeah. I'm going there. to the photo booth for some reason. Yeah. Let's get in line for the next two hours to take the photos. Oh. <laughs> Dude, at least like when you're a DJ and you get hired at someone's event and there's nobody dancing at least like you can blame it on them a little bit just be like well nobody wanted to dance yeah you know but when you're in a band it's a different story you gotta really set up that moment that's something mm-hmm. that takes years to, to, to get good at dude you shoot and you <laughs> miss, we could we could have missed just as bad in our performance We you couldn't miss on that performance but yeah that that was just yeah. all that was that was hilarious matter of fact Jackson laughed on the microphone <laughs> You serious? He was the lead vocalist at that time. And he laughed when they were evacuating. He snickered like on the microphone. I heard him like start kind of laughing <laughs> because I was laughing. I was like, oh my gosh, this is insane. And it was his idea? Uh, it was, no, no. It oh, was, uh, okay. it was uh, another bandmate of ours. Okay. Who started it. And we just, it, we, he was on the opposite faction though. Dude, we've given Jackson lots of shit though. Like, dude, he's the greatest guitarist. He's like, great, dude. man. Jackson is a phenomenal musician. Dude, he's my best friend by far. Fuck yeah. yeah I'm dude. dogging on my best friend. So that's great. <laughs> yeah, we're like, we're tight. <laughs> no, yeah, that's awesome. Fucking, I love playing with that guy. You know, we got him in the booth at, at Bempy one time. Oh, nice. You guys were making space oh, sounds. Yeah, and shit. yeah, yeah. Space sounds. That's we were doing. We were on to some like. We, I was on this EP. I was gonna do for a while, just like a Jimi Hendrix style, like seventy sounding recording, like, <laughs> and wanted to just okay. make trippy guitar sound songs go. with like weird vocals on it. <laughs> but yeah, I got so busy at that time that kind of took the back burner. I still kind of want to do something like that though. Get in there, dude. We should do that. Yeah. Well, he's in LA now. He's in LA. I have to wait. Everybody moves to LA. You gotta, yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's like our uh, mecca joint, of yeah. the West Coast. In five, so. years, in five years, though, it might be Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Yep, because there's a lot of underground shit coming out of that place that like people are getting more and more passionate about. You know how Portland was like, they used to be all hipsters, but now like they're all hipsters, so there's no hipsters? Yeah. I feel like Colorado is the hipsters. And pretty soon, like, everybody's going to be Colorado. New Portland? Yeah, and then someone else is going to rise up and be the hipster of music, you know? Portland will take it back. You think so? There'll be a new wave of hipster. <laughs> and hipsters won't be hipsters, hipsters anymore. People mm-hmm. still hate on Portland on a regular basis as it, it is. Yeah. yeah. Especially right now. But Fucking yeah. Portland's awesome, dude. I love Portland. 
they're a special people. You have pride for them when you leave the, <laughs> when you leave the state, you're always like Portland. Like I, I love Portland. <laughs> like when I, when I get on like flights home, like to go back to Portland, I don't even got to look at like the gate number. I just start seeing people dressed in the weirdest stuff or like a yeah. bunch of weirdos. And I'm like, this is, this is the flight. And just I'm like, home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I think part of it has to do with just, just living here. You know, I've, I've been working in Portland for the last five years, five years, hmm. six years, maybe. And, um, I just love it, man. It's my hometown. You know, it is home. So when I do leave, I do want to come back here, but <clears throat> there's not a whole lot of music going on in Portland. No, there's nothing no, that's no, like no. making it on the map. There's <laughs> no. tons of guys down there playing their guitar on the street corner, but like, yeah. well, there's nothing. This, yeah. As we found out, it's all every man for himself. Yeah. You know, you go to the shows, nobody wants to collab. Nobody wants to go on tour. They're just like, I want to play my stuff. Yeah. Sell my shit and then leave. And there's no one with money investing in any of these folks. Right. It's you're on your like own out here. Yeah. LA is where like the, you see like the money in the music industry. Like, oh yeah. Mm. Like they forgot there's like, they own skyscrapers and stuff because they have so much money, but like they, they are keep it very exclusive. Like, yeah. So you've been living out there, Mm -hmm. right? You just moved out there. So what, what, how is it different in the music scene? Like how has your music evolved? How's your career moved forward because of LA? (laughs) Yeah, it's moved forward that like, you know, like it's not fuck, it's not fucking Vancouver. I'm not even from Portland. Like I'm from Vancouver. I, I go to Portland sometimes to walk around with like dates or something. Get the food. Yeah, I get the food and I bounce. I don't really hang out in there, but like, it's so. There's so much more like money in there like every artist i think every artist that's in the suburbs you have to make a pilgrimage to an actual music industry city yeah because you have to see how it really is and it it will shock you into reality you'll see like okay this is the real music industry this is where the actual money is and where you know this is how you get the travis scott burger See, this, that's how I felt going to Colorado, though. You think LA is the only city that's like... No, I say uh, probably every major big city. And Portland is so small. It's like not even a major city. It's so much smaller. LA is like 15 Portlands, if not right. more. Yeah, <laughs> it's like sure. so for much. Sure. So like any big city, for sure, it's like it's an important... So Colorado would probably be the same thing. New York. Uh, but LA might get a little bit of an edge, I'd say, because it's probably the capital of all music right now yeah it's where the like main it's it's the music capital of the world right now i think i just feel like it's really like oversaturated now like it's hard to even do anything there because you have to be fucking dj college to get anybody's attention that's how i thought it was but then you show up it's actually not like it's super easy to make like i got out one time before the virus hit and locked down the whole city and like I went to a, a drag show of all things. Cool. <laughs> yeah, drag show. I've been like, to one oh. drag show before. Yeah, yeah. It's like I need to like remind I'm in Portland. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you needed Portland nostalgia, yeah. dude. Yeah. So I'm up in this drag show. I've been out. This is my first time out, and like it's it's a drag show, right? And it was it was awesome. Actually, it's like I was actually having a lot of fun. Really interesting. But anyways. There was like, a, I met like one guy there and 
he was like the drag show host. He like goes on, makes jokes and like, you know, and this guy, oh, like uh, okay. he's actually, he works on a show on Netflix and then I meet my neighbor and he's a photographer, with like a hundred K followers. It's like, mm. it's actually not that hard. Cause literally everyone is all, <laughs> everyone there is like serious about a craft or something. Real so quick. Like, can we move that mic stand? Cause it's like right in your face there. Oh, is that going to screw everything up? There it's covering my mole. There we go. See that was on purpose. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, man. There we go. It's a little better. All right. Continue with the drag show thing. Continue with the drag show. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Wherever you were going with that. Yeah. Just Okay. Uh, yeah. Everyone's Did you get to play any shows out there? No. No, I was locked down. There was nothing. I didn't do nothing except like just go to school and just chill, like yeah. make music. And yeah, it was, it was like total lockdown over there. Cool, man. So from fucking playing shows with your friends, making music in garages and churches to playing in bands at, at your school assembly and then producing music as Saul as a solo act then moving out to L.A. to get a piece of knowledge about how the industry really works in the, in the big leagues <clears throat> and then moving out from there back to here. And you're going to school now, right? Yeah. So there's what, wait a minute. There's one step in that story that, that we really, uh, that we kind of missed. And that was you making a full-time job out of recording with rappers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so how did that happen? That was after Saul, right? Was no, after I've been Saul like since, since West, since West broke up. No, no. I went to Sean Baxter for a while. So the producer, okay. Then I switched to Saul like probably 20 16 I don't know 2015 2015 I was in South Carolina when I came up with the name cool yeah yeah what, sorry what was the question so, what was that like recording music for yeah. rappers full time how'd you get into doing that man I pretty much wrote off the hatred of my enemies <laughs> mm. <laughs> no there was a lot of people like in high school like I told them I wanted to be a music industry oh. and I'm like an angsty teenager at the time yeah I'm straight out of high school and like, I'm in high school still when I started doing that. And like, they, I, they, it's like career times in your senior year. And they're saying like, you gotta like, you have to pick a college. I'm like, I'm literally trying, I'm gonna do the music industry. So like, I don't wanna go to, I don't, I'm not gonna go to college. I think I have a genuine, but I'm not, I don't think that I'm being stupid. I think I have a genuine opportunity. So that's why I'm doing it. And then they're like, yeah. well, how about a college for that then? I'm like, all right, like what? And they're like, well, Disney has a college for like their DJs. <laughs> Disney? Yeah. Hey, don't make fun of DJs, bro. Disney DJs. You got to go to Disney college because <laughs> you got to play at the theme parks or something. I would something. love a DJ for Disney. What the fuck? Yeah, too. You're going to go to college just to do it that once? <laughs> Mosh pit with Mickey Mouse. I'm a certified, I'm a certified theme park DJ. This guy. <laughs> He said, you want to mosh with Mickey Mouse, bro? <laughs> yeah. That is funny, bro. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. So, so they, that was recording like, rappers for full time. So I was like. You started your own business, right? You just like started asking rappers for their phone number on SoundCloud and just being like, hey. No, that came later. I started locally. Matter of fact, I had started like. I had made enough dumb scenes of myself in high school, like trying mm. to get in front of people that people that, and I'm, I'm talking in the suburbs here. I'm not like in Portland downtown or something like I'm 
I'm just in suburbia Vancouver and like just like there's no industry in Vancouver there was no musicians in Vancouver only like your friends like there's right. hobbyists there's no passionists like mm. there's there's just people that just oh I play guitar or whatever mm-hmm. <clears throat> um so I began like combing the city for anyone serious about fucking anything I swear I combed the whole city for just a photographer that was like more than just a hobbyist. Like, oh, no, I actually really like photography and want to do it. I want to like do some serious covers and stuff. So like I'm like combing the city and I found like this one kid who like wanted to rap and uh, and I had already been producing for a while. I had never recorded a rapper, though. I've never recorded someone like they paid me money. Yeah. And they're coming into my house and I'm going to give them I'm like doing a transaction. Yeah. That was like, whoa, like there was a big difference. But I was like, I just did it. And that is Lil PayPal. Shout out Lil PayPal if you tapping in. (laughs) Jordan, he was my first ever rapper. No, PayPal's an app, a rapper. His yeah. name's Lil oh. PayPal. <laughs> like, I'm confused. Yeah, dude, Lil PayPal. He's a he's I remember the hearing you talk about him. Love it, legend. That's lit. So he paid you to record his music. Yeah, I mean, he came up in here and like he rapped and and it went super smooth. So I was responsible to mix it afterwards and mix and master it. Yeah. And then like he paid me for that too. And I'm like, okay. So I sent him that. I just worked on it and sent it. And then he kept coming back and I kept doing it. And then he had friends that rapped. They started coming and yeah, dude, so I'm go. like, I'm like, okay, I started establishing a system, like dude. the way it works and transactions, like how much to charge. And so it was a barely any money, like a couple hundred a month, but I was living with a friend who didn't, they didn't give a shit who came in or out the door. I could bring like six guys in all debatably having guns in their pockets yeah. and oh, smell geez. like straight weed, yeah. like smoking woods right before they walked in yeah. and they didn't give a shit. They didn't care. So I could just like jam them all in my room and then they would record. I would did like, it got crazy. I would do like, I, I had several days where I was recording like three, four people a day and then having to mix six songs a day. Yeah. I, I had to hire Jackson who's in every story I have, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Cause like I had to, like I had to hire him like, or just not hire him, but like help me, <laughs> help me. I'm drowning. So I taught like, he was he like your record. manager pretty much. Right. Of your, of your he was like, record label. He yeah. was like data collecting, like collecting the data on everybody and like tracking who's paid. Cause Fuck it yeah. got crazy. Yeah. yeah. It was so many. And we started expanding it. And I'll give you a, anyone who wants to literally steal my business and be a full-time musician. No one's doing this still that like you can go on SoundCloud and just sort by the shittiest rap songs. Like the ones that have like 30 views type yeah. in like sip and lean or some shit in SoundCloud and just scroll <laughs> way down and just like yeah. hit up. If you can mix and master, just hit up these people with horrible mixes and just offer to offer to do it for them. That's what I've been doing on Twitter. You can just, yeah, you can just do it. I just sent, we, we literally made like a business model, like just sending out tons of like messages to rappers. And, and so I, I would have like eight mixes a day, literally for like a couple weeks straight. And it was like, when I said, uh, I was on the hatred of my enemies that all kind of started cause, uh, like the teachers who said that like, this isn't a viable path. So I was like driven by this teenage spite. Like I will spite you. Like I will make it work. Well, you kind of so, made a song about that topic, right? It's called Congrats. <laughs> yeah, I did. The day the day I quit my job, I made this song. Literally the day I quit my job. Here it is. Now I'm here. 
Maybe. I quit my job. Oh. This is my this is peak, FPC? peak Sean rap. This is me rapping. Uh, probably my peak ability of being able to rap. Oh, did I cry? <laughs> Damn, we missed it. But really, started business with my best friend. My teachers always said that I can. Mr. Shalp, you can suck oh, my God, dick. This Mr. Shalp, you can suck my dick. I know I ain't no Metro <laughs> Boomin' yet. I ain't no Drake. Strong. Girls are wet. It's not the this point. Is not the star. This is like a middle. I'm already living my dreams. Oh, oh. Already living my dreams. So we missed it there at the beginning. Dude, but I gotta say something, Mr. Shop, if you hear this. Who's Mr. Shop? I, I got no problems with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was hella, we don't know. <laughs> I was hella angsty. All right. But you know it's funny. You know it's funny, Mr. Shop. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So who's Mr. Shop? Is he the principal of your school? He was just a teacher. teacher. I, you know, I don't even think he actually said anything directly to me to insult me. I think I was just like he had given a diagram saying like the bell curve drawing. I still remember it. He drew a bell curve and said like, how many of you want to make like over a million dollars a year or something? And I was like, I put my hand up and a few, and a few other people did. He was like, he showed the bell curve and said like, you know, only like one of you or, or none of you will be able to do it because like the bell curve, only like 0.1% of like the people are going to make it like to this end of the bell in their money or something. And I was like, that's a stupid way to think. But I just thought it was a bad diagram and I was so mortally insulted cause I was so mm. like, I was like, so like already like rebellious at that time that like I was so insulted and I was like, fuck Mr. Shelf, I'm gonna, and he was the class I had to do the Disney college bullshit. He was one of the teachers that I had to like go through this career stuff with. He was one of the teachers like, like part of that program saying like I had to go through his class to do that stupid, like being told I got to go to college or a Disney college or like that music industry isn't a viable thing. Like, so I just had a lot of particular, when I did quit that job, that was like one of the first thoughts I thought I was like, suck, suck at Mr. Shout, but fucking <laughs> Mr. Shout, dude. but he's a, he was a, he was a good teacher. I got, I, I remember hearing you talk about him. I don't remember <laughs> if it was on another song or if we just had a conversation, but like, that's just so funny to me because, like, I mean, I'm, 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 I still have a lot of that angst in me, dude. I'm just like, yeah, it's always there. The people who just, uh, they just don't get it. They don't understand. Like, I don't, I, I'm not, I, I'm okay with not making it. Like, I'll fucking sit under a bridge and play my guitar. I'd rather do that than flip burgers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's not about, you know, if I get to play in front of a million people, then yeah. that's fucking awesome. But yeah. the main reason I make music, bro, is because I fucking love it. And I can't stand doing something for somebody else to make money for myself. Like, I need to work for myself, even if it's $2 a month to fucking get my McChicken and go back under my bridge, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm committed to this music shit. And it's just because it's the only thing I really enjoy doing. It's the only thing that makes me happy. And so to hear people talk about it like that, it's like, yeah, it is hard to make it. It's like... Anything you know. good in life is hard to get. Exactly. You know, if it was easy, then I've said that a million times, but everybody would do it if it was easy. The reason that the bell curve exists is because it's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's the only reason, you know. My complaint was like from a statistical standpoint, like, okay, I know that you're right. Only this many people have that much wealth. 
Well, like that doesn't mean that that bell curve applies to my classroom. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean like only one person in this class is going to do it. It's like we could all do right. it and be part of that 0.1. It's not like you don't <laughs> right. have to like put yeah. down your individual students like, sorry, yeah, only 0.1 curves. of you has got yeah. a chance. Like Exactly. It's a st- statistic, not a mindset type of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah. It was more like, come on, why you got to teach it like that? And like probably like crush a couple dreams like that way. Yeah, yeah. dude. I should be careful with the way that they say it. Yeah, because if you guys all tried, if you think about it, like number wise, if you guys all tried to do something great and make a million dollars, then probably more than 0.01% of you would do it. But not everybody even wants to make a million dollars. A lot of people don't even want to put the work in, so they're disqualified right off, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, only like a, like probably a solid like 80% don't even give a shit if they have a million dollars or not. Yeah. Well, if you look at the bell curve and what's what is point, whatever percent of I think it's actually technically like 5.3 percent yeah what's 5.3 percent of like all of the world or all of the U.S. that's still a pretty good amount of people you know there's a lot, a lot of, of people. people out there but yeah. the, the curve still exists the statistic still is the same but it's just that there's a lot of people you know so so you made that song called congrats and it's about now they we only missed. say congratulations. I made the original congratulations post. <laughs> Is there another one? I still want my credits for that. Post Malone. Oh, there you go. No way, really? You think so? <laughs> no, of course not. Okay. <laughs> I was like, it's possible, man. No. But yeah, we missed it at the beginning there, but you say making music full time. Had to call my mom. Then I had to cry. And oh, did I cry? <laughs> Yeah. And that's over a Mac Miller beat, right? He sampled Mac Miller to make that track. Mm-hmm. Uh, R.I.P. Mac Miller. That that was actually the first thing I thought of when he passed. I I had sampled that. I listened to his album. I think that that piano part is from the album. It's like about a girl or a divine feminine, I think. And there's just that piano part in it. But I sampled it out and kind of looped it. And then put a beat. There's no beat in the Mac Miller one. It like turns into like kind of an orchestral thing. Oh yeah. Mm. It's uh. But I, I love that piano part, so I cut it. I knew I'd have to be on SoundCloud because I can't get the rights to that. Yeah. So that one's not on all platforms. And huh? I just started rap. I didn't even intend to rap on it. I just started and I wrote <clears> that <throat> whole song and just recorded it and mixed it in like one day. Yeah, that's what it felt like to me. Super raw. Super like right in that moment of like you realizing, holy shit, like I'm a full-time fucking music producer. Yeah. That's cool, man. That really struck me and made me realize like this thing's possible. Like, cause like you said, nobody in Vancouver is doing this shit. They are now. I'd say, I say now we woke a lot of people up in the city. It's not even a city. It's a suburb, but like we woke a lot of them up and it was just cool to see, like, I don't know, it was a small impact, but like, to be able to wake some people up into music. So many people started rapping for, I can't tell how many people came to my studio and were like, my studio, it was like a ghetto set up with a mic in my nasty ass room. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, they they came in, it was their first time ever rapping. They had never rapped on a mic before. Like I have so many people that, that were like that. Mm. So it was cool. But. Nice, man. So. R.I.P. to Mac Miller. Just wanted to make sure and get that in. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so we were talking, I think yesterday or the other day, and you were kind of telling me 
that this whole thing I'm doing right now with Bent Beat and this, the thing that I'm doing in music right now is probably, you know, not where I want to be long term. And eventually I want to start making music for myself. And, uh, you know, I think I think that's that's true. And I'm working on an album right now that I really want to that, that that I'm really excited about. And I think that's kind of like the missing piece in this little puzzle I'm making right now in the music industry. But um, yeah, I just know you're an artist that likes to write his own stuff like me. Yeah, because I, I get lot you get lost in the mixing world. You can't really like make your own stuff. But but it is a it is nice to to take a piece out, especially because when you're like mixing other people, you work way more hours than if you're like just making music for yourself. Yeah, you're going all day, <clears throat> all night. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're not going to do that, like unless your your discipline is really sharp on your own music. Like I'm going to write an album and work all day, all night, like a few days straight. Yeah. But like if you do it, if you like try it in the middle while you're already putting so much time into mixing, dude, you'll make the best music of your life. If you can like let everything go for a while, because you've been putting so many hours in right lately that like the music you do make is so sharp. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it makes sense when you say it like that. Because like when you, uh, music is like a, a finicky mistress, like you can't like you can work on it you can be a musician for like five years straight but if you take a year off and come back to it it's like if you do that at the gym like your all your gains your gains you still have the form it's not like riding a bike is what you're saying yeah yeah exactly It's, it's much more similar to working out I'd say but you you still hit the gym you're still better than someone who did it for the first time we're ever working out you can still do it better but you lose a lot of that like prime edge that edge, you lose your edge for sure. Right. So like when you're at the top of your edge, like you're putting so many hours in every day, if you can clear your schedule, like tell everyone like fuck off for a few days and like just strictly make your own music, it's like you can make some of the best stuff of your life. It's like really high tier, like it's maximum quality. I think that's what I need to do right now. <clears throat> I just don't, I just don't see how Creative I can do vacation, that. Creative vacation, I call it. Creative vacation, that's what you call it? Uh-huh. There you go. How do you, I don't, I don't have the money for that, bro. Well, like you need to like do those three day sessions. Well, you could like save for it, save for like literally three days where you just don't record anyone or work on their stuff. Yeah. Not like a vacation vacation. Like you're literally just like not going to work on anyone's stuff for a few days. That's, huh. that's like, sometimes I do it. I don't even tell them. They're just like, where's my stuff? You know, I could do that. I'm pretty lazy. <laughs> I would just have to I don't push give for people a few their days. songs very fast. Get a couple hundred bucks saved up. But like this week, I didn't do a lot of stuff at the studio. But I think it was just, I think Dave didn't have me doing as much stuff at the studio because I was DJing for weddings. I did two weddings this week, this last weekend here. I was going to do another one on Thursday, but it got canceled because the fire, dude. Yeah. We haven't even fucking talked about the fires. Yeah, it's Portland fire. is on fire, dude. The whole Northwest and shit. Yeah. Portland's not actually on fire. Portland no. is on fire, dude. Everything around <laughs> Portland's on fire. Everything around Washington's on fire. It's yeah. Clackamas got Vancouver. fire warnings yeah. now. Her beautiful dress is burning. <laughs> Salem. Yes. There's smoke everywhere, even in Vancouver. Nope. Yeah. And, uh, dude. I was outside, like, pulling up a bunch of sod yesterday. Somebody's yard, and it's like the worst breathing conditions ever and I'm breathing harder than I had in a long time. It was great. Yeah, well, I'm scared that sounds like hard work. There. Yeah. So what were you doing that for? Was it paid or like? Yeah, me and dad 
dad got a job and he's like, you want to help me? Sweet. Yeah. So I just went out there and did some hard physical labor. That's great. Got man. myself a blister. Good. That's good. <laughs> I've been doing cleaning. I've been helping Jenna clean. Yeah. And I, we just did a deep clean on a house the other day. What house? It was, uh, it was a house in Clackamas. Oh. And I remember driving over to there because I'm down where 205 and I-5 come back together. Yeah. And so 205 goes, you can exit onto 205 north if you're going south on I-5 and then it bends back around and goes north. Yeah. And on that bend where 205 is going out east towards Clackamas, dude, the whole sky was just red. Yep. Like it was blood red, like yep. driving through there. And I was just like, oh my God. It was so funny getting on the freeway because like, Everybody kind of like is approaching the freeway and then you come over the hill and you can see all the smoke and everybody kind of like slows down. It's just like, <laughs> this, this is congestion. ridiculous. Yeah. Dude, it was scary. I was like, I'm just going to go back inside, man. I almost was like, I probably shouldn't even be doing anything today. I'd be seeing all the dust on the ground and I'm like, man, I'm not trying to breathe that. Yeah, it's going in your lungs. It's, yeah. Now your mask isn't just It's supposed to be you. the worst breathing yeah. conditions in the world right now. That's crazy. Yeah, we're like the third worst third breathing conditions Who's yeah. got it worse, man? Who the, who the fuck's got worse I, air than this? I forget. It California. might be the worst now. It's California, isn't it's it? It's only gotten worse. No. Somewhere else on the West Coast, at least. Just like no, some, it's like, not even in the United some States. Some Chinese, like, yeah. metro city. Like just Hong like Kong some garbage. Oh, yeah. shit. I'm just, I don't yeah. think. It's not even because of smoke? No, it's just their living It's just their natural smog. Yeah. Forest it's fire. It's a bad deal. Yeah, we're destroying our planet, man. Slowly but surely, we are uh, destroying our planet. Depending on who you ask. The forest fire. <laughs> I think when you ask Mother Nature, she sets the whole West Coast on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> so cool, man. Well, I like to think that like the forest fire is like God didn't have beef with us. He had beef with some like animal kingdom <laughs> that he was like, no, fuck you for doing that. <laughs> like you killed Chancho or something, you know? <laughs> And he, like, smited his entire, like, area, you know? Like, this doesn't have to do with us. So don't come in the cities. Well, like, forest fires are <laughs> actually good for the environment, right? If there was nobody, if there wasn't, like, because we, before we settled here and built all these buildings, it was all just, you know, you know, forests and stuff. Beautiful nature. Beautiful nature and stuff. And that, and it would get overgrown. There'd be a bunch of dead stuff that was just sitting on the ground and wouldn't go anywhere. The fires would come through, burn away all that, that dead stuff. And then new life would spring up into those places where it just got burnt away, you know. And it's, it's actually, you know, this whole, this whole fire thing is a very natural okay. thing unless it's not made by some, you know, gender reveal party. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's like the big, like, piss into the stories. Like, yeah, exactly. Because oh. <laughs> there was the natural fire. And then all of a sudden these people had to go have pyrotechnics at their gender reveal party and then Dude, the memes on that shit so good <laughs> fuck but, is that where one of them came from I didn't hear yeah, about that yeah that's where the second one has come from and now they're converging and it's just a bad time but yeah I heard the firefighters said fuck it man they were just like we're not even trying anymore it's too bad yeah there's they nothing had to fall back it, it, yeah. they didn't completely give up but they couldn't hold yeah. the line so to speak but yeah it's a very natural thing to happen so you're actually not far off there Sean <laughs> so they gotta rake the forests like Donald Trump said is that what? Rake them? <laughs> That's rake what Donald Trump says we got to do. We got to rake the forest, all that shit that falls down. He stuff. said that you about some California wildfires. Good luck. <laughs> That's I was thinking. I'm like, what the fuck? Listen, are you going to pay for that? Yes. Hey, no, I'm not paying for that. Yes, you know, rake later, the we will 
Break the forest as you command. <laughs> yes. Who are you going to find that wants to rake a forest, dude? People Mother Nature will jobs. Do it. Yeah. Just let her set it all on fire. It's all good. That's good how for we the do environment. It. <laughs> Yo, can I hit your vape? Yeah, bro. You totally can. <laughs> you broke it. Whoops. There you go. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I am going to take a musical vacation. I am going to do it. Gonna and do I'm going to do it very soon because. I had lots of people been hitting me up lately talking about where the fuck is that album? Where is that symphony that you keep talking about on the podcast? Because I've been networking. People are beating down your, you like wake up and there's letters in your mailbox just flooded and you got like. Pretty much. They're like knocking on your window and you're at a red light. Like, hey, like you Austin, when's that album coming? (laughs) I don't know if you're trying to make a point, but it does feel like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking do that. Cause I do have a lot of creative energy, like, you know, fucking trying to get out and, uh, I just don't have time. Cause These I'm people could probably just hear me vaping. Like, it's, it's <laughs> That's very okay, clear. Yeah. I'd it's be vaping. Very clear, clear, really? I'd be really? vaping on the pod. That's tight. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Nice. So what do you, what do you recommend I do on my musical vacation? You recommend I go somewhere? No, and meditate I, in the I don't forest? recommend nothing. I, I don't know. I'd have to like ask you a million questions. I'd have to like. Do I need to, to get my Akai pad, like MPC, like eight pads, and just take it out to the whatever woods. you think? It totally like get a generator, dude, and like that. That would be tight. I'm sure you'd get some cool stuff. Like I'm. Sh- that's like the Bonnie Vare approach. Move out into the Wisconsin cabin and make an album. That was the first thing that popped into my mind when you said musical vacation. That's what he did after a breakup. Really. And that's the album that made him. What? Who? J. Cole? No, nah, Bon, did, bon Iver. Who's that? Bon Iver. Bon Iver. Bon Iver. I know Bon Iver. <laughs> bon Iver. It doesn't even have to be like a... You don't even have to go anywhere, right? No, yeah. I don't think I have to. But I think that's part of my problem. Justin is just, Vernon. If you want to talk about a mixer, man. He's like the... He's like the... The Saint Christopher. He's like the the ultimate mixer. Who's that girl on stage with him? That's uh that's his bandmate, the oh. singer from Paramore. Oh no way. I'm no, that's totally I'm, I'm, I'm totally lying. They made a super band. A super band, yeah. Super <laughs> I actually go hard. That's great. Cool man. Well Devin. Hmm? Got anything else for Sean? Yeah, what do you think about like bench press and squats Ooh, uh i just started getting into like working out like coronavirus style like oh yeah just like having to make my own routines without a gym yeah what you've been doing just like push-ups at home and stuff yeah you know i try to like keep it like sets like a workout would be like three sets i i keep it like three sets of 12 of something so like yeah you know just like I'll just do like 12 like crunches, but like I'll hold each one for like a really long time and then do that three times, three second holds or something. That's great. And then like, I'll try to do like three workouts, three sets of three workouts, like every day or yeah. something. That's great. I was, I was hearing people doing that. I was lucky enough to have like, uh, some equipment that I was, had at my gym. So I brought it here into the garage. And, um, so we only had like 200 pounds. Uh, but Dang. I would just slow 
just doing what you're doing, just slow all of the reps way down, you know? Yeah, make them like, hurt more. Yeah, just do like your your five, I was doing more like five to eight reps, but then the last three take like, I don't know, five seconds per rep. So like get Dang, up to the top yeah. of your deadlift and just five seconds down and then top five seconds down and then do your, you know, and it was just like. Nice, so it's like slow, probably refined more like you got a lot more like focus on like form and stuff yeah you gotta like make it hurt more yeah. especially with the deadlift man because like you gotta keep <clears throat> that core everything super tight because if you most of the time people they go up to the top and, and they like just dangerous. drop it down to the bottom hmm. you know but if you get up to the top and you go really slow down yeah you gotta finish like the coming. tear you yeah gotta tear both ways <laughs> it feels like it's a lot heavier than it is when you do that so well there's the fitness i got a fitness center at my apartment complex nice so I've just been going down there in the mornings and I totally fucked it up this week. Like I have not been working out. I've mm. not been getting up early. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm yeah. trying, man. Try, man. A little bit at a time. How often do you uh work out? Like how many days per week? I, I subscribe to the idea of doing three days a week but doing full body workouts. So and then like I like every day? Or every day that you do work out, you do full body? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So most people will do like upper lower split and they'll go four days or they'll do like a chest day, chest and buys, back and triceps or whatever. Um, however, they split it up and they'll go five days a week. But I know that there's a lot of times where I'll, I'll go like just yesterday, I'm tearing up sod in somebody's yard and I am just, I don't do that anymore and I am wrecked. Mm, my whole yeah. back is so sore and everything um so i'm not gonna make it to the gym today and if i just would have done you know chest and back and then did shoulders and arms and then did legs and then repeat you know i'm, I'm gonna miss today so something's gonna you know something's right. gonna miss and, and you, i could feel like all these dominoes start falling yeah and then guess what you do when you get when you get back into the gym the next day you usually go well i didn't make it through my uh my routine so what's the most what's the thing that you're going to do when most likely when you get back because you're going to go back to your favorite your favorite day so for me it yeah. would be legs right I guess so, I'll restart. so i would always hit i would always hit legs always hit legs always hit legs always hit legs and then my chest and my triceps and my core would kind of lag behind because mm. i keep missing these days but it's much easier to be consistent when i do it that way right yeah that makes a lot of sense so i was taught only one way by my brother-in-law who was like super swole yeah. When I was like young, but like he taught me the like there's like this Florida bodybuilding technique or something. Mm. It's like you do literally just one muscle all day per day. Yeah. It's one muscle, like just biceps and like and it's like a fuck ton of fucking yeah. workouts on just your biceps. By the end you're like got the granny weights like oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I would literally like get out of the the next day. I literally was stuck like this. Like I yep. could not bend my arms <laughs> at all. Yeah, I've been there, man. Been there. Yeah, it's um, it's like pure individual muscle like tearing day. Yeah, just so much lack. Just shredded acid. completely. Yeah, exactly. So much damage, but um, That's sweet. Yeah, dude, I gotta get damage. <laughs> I gotta sweet get working out. Lactic damage. <laughs> yeah, I went. Back to LA Fitness the other day. That was really good. That's open again. Yeah. Oh, you got gyms open here? LA, they're yeah. closed. Yeah, I can imagine. They In were, the city, LA. 
Yes, the but LA, LA Fitness, fitness is. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The LA Fitness offices are actually closed. <laughs> They're right now in Koreatown, I think. Right. <laughs> or is that that's twenty four hour fitness? Twenty four hour fitness went bankrupt. They have like a main, really. They have like yeah. this big main. They have like an entire skyscraper in Koreatown. Yeah. I think it's, I'm not exactly sure. But now that you mentioned it, I don't see people walking in or out of it. Yeah, because they, they screwed up, man. They didn't do it right when the whole lockdown started. They kept charging their members. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Some dirt, some real companies came out doing some dirt, got yeah. caught doing some dirty stuff when yeah. coronavirus started popping up. Exactly. Like, what's oh, wrong man. with you? Yikes. So they didn't make it because of that, because they pissed off all their clients. Yo, I'm glad yeah. that companies that make dumb decisions actually can pay a price then. If right. that's true. Because yeah. come on, 24, you know damn well you were charging me way too much for that gym. Yeah, to begin <laughs> with. Like, like how can uh, Planet Fitness or Crunch Fitness charge 10 bucks a month? And they got like football fields and stuff in there. They yeah, got like some turf. crazy stuff. They got Olympic lifting pads. Yeah. Bumper plates. LA Fitness don't got that. No. <laughs> 24-hour fitness doesn't got that either. Yeah, Crunch is cool, man. I've only seen inside one of those a couple times, I think. But yeah, there's one out in Gresham, right? There's one in, I think there's one in Beaver Town. There's one in uh over by that Whole Food or the it used to be Whole Foods over one sixty fourth. Oh, uh, in in, in uh, Camas? Uh, no, Fisher's like Landing here. Yeah, yeah, Fisher's Landing. Um, yeah, so Camas. <laughs> yeah, it's anything past like two hundred five East. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At least that's so you're telling me that 24 is actually completely bankrupt and they're all closed? I heard that they went bankrupt oh, and that now all of the like private gyms under 24 hour fitness are able to stay open because they're privately owned. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if that, I haven't heard much about them, you know, since. Yeah, they filed bankruptcy is apparently... <laughs> Jamie, yeah. can we get a fact check on that? Yeah, that could mean that they'll uh, they'll reopen somehow. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're but, closing. I know they're closing down a lot of gyms. A lot of trainers are laid off right now. Um, yeah, so that looks like that's the same. Yeah, so they're not completely closed down, like no. you're saying, but they had to they had to close a bunch of locations yeah, a bunch and. Of them. They're, uh, they're filing for protections, essentially. Yeah, it'd be so easy to make money if you just buy a building that 24-hour fitness is leaving and then just put a gym there. Well, do you know what's hilarious? Is, yeah. uh, uh, it's like super cheap. Planet like Fitness minutes. did that with yeah. all of the Toys R Us buildings. Toys R Us went bankrupt and then... Um, they just, oh, like, they started they an they empire. They pretty much closed. They're yeah, like they're done. Yeah. yeah. And then... What? And then Planet Fitness came through and bought up Toys. all their buildings. Damn, I didn't know that. So what's the strategy there for Planet Fitness to buy a, a spot that used to have a Toys R Us there? It's just a big warehouse. You know, they those just were like big, the layouts. They were big buildings, <laughs> like you the, know? And then they can rebrand them, just paint them purple and yeah. <laughs> put some gears up. Toys R Us might already be painted nice, colorful colors too. Yeah, exactly. So they might even not have to do much there. So, but yeah, they're just big open buildings, you know, Easily switch like over to start a gym, buy a twenty four hour bankrupt building, and then just yeah. actually take care of the gym. Yeah, don't be an asshole. <laughs> and watch yeah. like literally everyone that wants a twenty four are gonna go because like gyms. When I was working out, like is it like it's more about location to me than yeah. anything else. Like I don't Those care. Big box gyms, yeah. whatever's closest to me. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. Did you know that the Hawthorne Theater yeah. is for sale? That building? Like, really? It's like, you could just buy the Hawthorne Theater? They're, well, they're closing down. Is it commercial? Oh, man. It'll probably be taken by another theater, I imagine. I can't believe Hawthorne's. I'm going to buy it, dude. You've been saving up. Need some investors. Saving up all those mixes you've been dude, doing? I'm, I'm going to buy it, dude. I'm going to buy it. I'm going right. to make it happen somehow. Put in a bid. <laughs> do some politics. Yeah, dude. I'll just, uh, <laughs> you know, have to move some money around. Yeah. Just talk to some people. Yeah, get some investors, man. Suck some, some dick. Black, some blackmail. Some get blackmail. some ass. I'll make it happen, bro. Have you ever performed there? The Hawthorne? No. Have you ever been to a show there? Yes. I think so. I'm pretty sure. I don't I don't have a picture of the Hawthorne in my mind, but Mm. it's nice. It's got the green bars. Goes over the top of it. It's fun, man. We played tons of shows there. But interesting. Anyways. So was it like for locals? Was it like it was a good local how big place. is like uh, it's not like a big one, right? It's per, it's they they had some big names there, yeah. As well, like they died yeah. there before. But I'm saying size, like how many people does it fit? Oh, how many? Maybe a couple hundred if they're just packed. It's the stage was like <clears throat> a quarter of the space, I would say, and it's a pretty large stage, pretty deep. Um, but if it, it's all standing room, there's no. Oh, yeah. there's so no they had a bar in the back. So that's a spiritual yeah. place for you guys. But there's there's yeah. not really like seating per se. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So it's a good venue though. It's fun. It's good. Yeah. It's like the most. It's like the biggest venue in Portland besides the Rose. Besides it? the Rose Garden, I think. I would the say Crystal so. Ballroom. Yeah, the Crystal Ballroom. Yeah, you Crystal got, Ballroom's like, you got another one too. I forgot. Memorial Coliseum. I think yeah, you're right. Bigger Memorial than Rota Center at this point. Yeah, those which are, is what the Rose Garden is. Is those the Moda Center? Yeah, the Moda Center. Yeah, got bought. So Moda right. Center, or fucking Memorial Coliseum. Memorial I think Coliseum, is actually bigger. Moda Center. Yeah. Crystal Ballroom, Hawthorne Theater, probably. Yeah, somewhere in, uh, approximately. Yeah. yeah. Crystal Ballroom's dope. I ne- we never played the Crystal Ballroom. No. No. We almost did, didn't we? You know, I actually did a DJ gig at the Memorial Coliseum. So I guess the Moda Center and the fucking. <laughs> oh, I know the Hawthorne. <laughs> I think yeah. that's a little PayPal. Come this way a little bit. There you go. <laughs> I think I, I have been to the Hawthorne once. Yeah. I was supposed to DJ for the um, the local rappers from Vancouver, but that one that went south. <laughs> well, we'll get you on stage there, bro. After I buy it. Yeah. So right now, Heaven Sends buying the Hawthorne Theater. So if you want to invest, you know. Yeah, you can see how all my friends are just enthusiastically supporting me. It's great. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Sean, it's been a pleasure. Is there any place that they can find you that you want to? We're talking Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud. If you want my spam account, Uh, Twitter. uh, If you want my. You under Saul? General stuff. Thought what? You under Saul? Yeah, Saul, P S A U L, and the A's got a circle above it. Good luck typing it in. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just do your best. It should come up. Yeah, cool. <laughs> awesome, dude. Thanks for coming yeah, on. It's been it's great to be here. My first ever podcast. Yeah, Hell yeah, dude. There you go. It's nice. If you want to find us on social media, 
You can give us a follow and send us your questions at Pod Heaven. Austin Devin Do is it. our Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. You can also tweet us at Pod Heaven AD. If you watch us on YouTube, drop a like and subscribe for more. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Later. Peace.